0: Deuteronomy chapter 4 and like I said we came to a weird place we didn't finish we stopped in chapter uh, 4 verse 40 and we'll finish off that and we'll read all of chapter 5 okay let's seek God's blessing in our time in the word father we pray that you would speak to our hearts this has been a few chapters and it's been very rewarding well for me and I trust Lord for your people as well I think you want us to be giant killers, and you want us to overcome the things of our, in our life. And Lord, you've proven time and time again, we can trust you. And so we do, Lord, we, we're, not, we're not awesome beings in and of ourselves, we're not stupid that way, Lord, but we trust you to deliver us in all things. And Lord, I believe, it's my heart's belief, you don't want us to remain captives in bondage to sin. So I pray you'd take this opportunity to speak to our hearts this morning in a way that would thrill us and bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 41, Then Moses severed three cities on this side, Jordan, toward the sun rising, that the slayer, that's manslayer, you know, manslaughter is the idea, that the slayer might flee thither, which should kill his neighbor unawares, and hated him not in time past. And that fleeing into one of these cities, he might live. And he's going to give us the, the names of the cities here. You accidentally killed somebody. Okay, premeditated murder. You laid in wait, you drew blood, you killed somebody because you wanted him not to be alive anymore. There's no coming back from that. It's capital crime in Israel. You'll, you'll put to death. But let's say it was an accident. We have manslaughter laws you know, if you ask, God forbid, anyone here would accidentally run over somebody. Almost dead. I remember when I was in the Marine Corps, this sister was chasing her little sister sisters, and and the little girl came up between park cars and I saw it. And I was only driving about through a neighborhood like probably fifteen or twenty miles an hour, and I saw it materialize and I and I jumped on the brake and skidded my Big old uh, Malibu classic that would have pasted her all over the place. I I, I just got it stopped, and I see these big brown eyes, as big as saucers, look up over my hood, and and I had you know instant adrenaline, and like you would in a situation like that. And she run off crying, not because I hit her, because she was terrified, and she run off, and and mom was right there, and I was shaking. like it out, and I was shaking like a leaf, and mom was cool about it she says i saw the whole thing it's all good it's okay it's all and my heart's just like and imagine the unthinkable but i'm not a murderer i'm not a bad person i don't go through the neighborhood drunk trying to run over little children i was god thank god i was driving very defensively very cautiously through this neighborhood but it happens uh, I, I hope it never happens among us, but it does happen. And God made a provision. It's not like somebody did something and they're a horrible human being. It was an accident, and God makes a distinction between the accident and what happens on purpose. And this here is the manslayer. The, uh, the like it's like I say, manslaughter. He should kill his neighbor unawares or, or, or by accident. He hated him not in times past and that fleeing into one of these cities he might live. So this is like uber weird. Michael Heiser said if something's weird in the Bible it's very important. Um, so I accidentally kill somebody and so I run to one of these cities before the Avenger of Blood who's also the kinsman redeemer by the way and the story for that another time. Uh, he's going to catch me. He's going to kill me. It's no police force. So it's incumbent upon the next of kin to take my life because I killed one of his kin, okay? Defund the police, you know, we heard uh, the last election cycle. You sure about that? You want to go back to our Avenger of Blood scenario? Uh, you know what I mean. It's, it, it's, you you got to think these things all the way through. I'm glad when we call 911, somebody shows up personally. <laughs> that's me. I, that's how I feel about it. Um, but they had this, this situation that the next of kin will have to kill you because you killed one of his, his, his kindred. But if you make it to a city of refuge, you get to make your case to the elders. And they would take you and you say, listen, I, I was out working in the woods. I, I, me and my buddy, we were cutting wood and we're selling like firewood and, and the axe head slipped off and it... It hit him right in the temple, and he, he tipped over, and I tried to revive him, and he died. And they'll say, yeah, okay, we get it. And, and they'll let me stay there in the si- i got to live in that city from now on, forever, until the high priest down in Jerusalem dies, of all things. It's kind of a weird situation, isn't it? And then when the, the high priest dies, then I can go back to my own village and my own possession, my own inheritance. But not until that is that kind of strange. Cities of refuge. Who's our refuge? Oh, Jesus is. Hmm, interesting. Who's our high priest? Oh, Jesus is. Uh, when's he going to die? Uh, no time soon. <laughs> that's a, that's a thing of the past. So here we remain in Christ. Are we? I'm not guilty of manslaughter. Well, I hate to drop the bad news on you. Kind of are. You're guilty of the death of Jesus Christ. Well, it wasn't premeditated. Well, I give you that. Even Jesus said so. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. So that would fit the unawares clause. But we are guilty of manslaughter. But we can run to our city of refuge, Jesus. And we have to remain there till the high priest dies, which, by the way, is... Never. (laughs) I I like this. It speaks volumes to us. Well, the cities are namely Bezer in the wilderness and the plain country of the Reubenites, Ramoth and Gilead of the Gadites, and Golan and Bashan of the Manassehites. So there's three tribes, and they're in this order too. Uh, Reuben, um, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh, the eastern half. Uh, and from south, south to north. And these cities are also from south to north. North, Bezer, Ramoth, and uh, Golan. You say, Adam, what do those names mean? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Bezer is uh, untouchable in the sense of like hidden away in a place that nobody can get to you. It's that like untouchable. Like secure and away. Um... Ramoth is the heights. Uh, Golan is to be taken captive. Say, I don't get it. Oh, you know, if you're in the cities of refuge, it's your captive in the heights, untouchable. <laughs> is there a word picture there? Hey, look, there always is, if you, if you bother to search out what God's saying. It, it's, it's incredible to me, anyway. Now, those are the those are outside of Israel proper. Inside of Israel, there's going to be three more cities later on, okay? But he doesn't touch that because they haven't crossed over yet. They're outside of Jerusalem proper. You know, we have said that the... Uh, Reuben, Gad, and half the tribe of Manasseh are those who settle for less. Those who don't come into the fullness of what God has. for them. This isn't the promised land. They're not entering into the promised land. So you've made your bed now lie in it. Said God, never. Well, we say that. God doesn't say that. You, you really? You don't want to come in? Plenty of room. You don't want to inherit what I have for you? Well, you're out of Egypt. You're not in the world. You're, you're people of God. They didn't lose their inheritance. They just took it in a place where God didn't have for them. But He's still working in their lives. He still gives them, He still cares about their refuge, their, their laws. Their. He's, not, he's not done with them. You've settled for less. You've come to a place you said, Lord, here and no further. Boy, well, I wish it wasn't that way. There's giants to be killed. There's there's forgiveness that will result in the end of bitterness in your life. You can not be discouraged. You can not fear. You can. You, there's giants to be slain. There's how many people uh, you know are, are, are caught up in addictions. Jesus would deliver us from all addictions. Nope. I'm settling right here. Okay. It's not like he doesn't care. It's not like he stopped working. I think those are what these cities tell us. Let's keep moving. And this is the law which Moses set before the children of Israel. These are the testimonies and the statutes and the judgments which Moses spake unto the children of Israel after they came forth out of Egypt. On this side, Jordan, in the valley... Over against Beth Peor and the land of Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon, whom Moses and the children of Israel smote, after they had come forth out of Egypt, and they possessed his land. In the land of Og, king of Bashan, two kings of the Amorites, which were on this side Jordan, toward the sun rising, from Arawah, which is by the bank of the river Arnon, even unto Mount Zion which is uh, Hermon, and all the plain on this side, Joe, Eastwood, even unto the sea of the plain, under the springs of Pisgah. So he's rehearsing some of the things that happened, some of the victories, some of the major victories. Why? We have to understand who God is. We have to understand what he's capable of. This week, uh, Roe v. Wade was struck down. That came into existence when I was twelve years old. I got a text from Suze. They did it. I knew exactly what she was talking about i couldn 't really break into dance on the job site. that might have been a little over the top. They might have got me you know an extended stay in some rubber room and the waldorf hysteria uh you know or something id uh, uh, you know I, but I, I i I laughed, I cried, I praised God the whole day, I was listening to worship music on my you know, on my earbuds and just praising God, and I never thought it would happen. I have a question: why did I never think it was going to happen don 't I know who god is don 't I know what he 's capable of having i 've been praying about that since I was twelve years old. Hasn't Suze been working towards that? Haven't we all been praying about that? Haven't we all been trying to... God defeats Sihon. It's nothing to him. Og, we're like, oh my goodness, he's 13 and a half feet tall. And God's like... We, we, th- we, make, we make mountains out of molehills. They're going into the promised land. What's going to happen? They're going to have to take care of big walled cities and giants and chariots and a multitude. And God's like, come on, let's go. Let's do this thing. And for the people of God, he's saying, I want you to live in victory. I want you to live... I don't want you to be... You know, I talk to people, you know. How you doing? Well, under the circumstances. What are you doing under circumstances? Your God is awesome. He spoke everything into existence. He will free you from every bondage. Why are we like walking around with our face in the mud like I hey, hey, hey. I'm preaching to me too. I'm the one who's confessing discouragement, you know, and I've I've been prone to that. And I'm thinking like no more. No more. No more. God is awesome God. He's He's big. What's the Sihon, what's the Og in your life that God wants to destroy? And that's why we keep on having to, you know, go there, rehearse these things. The biggest army in the world, Egypt. We ain't never getting out of here. Let's, you can't escape from Egypt. Are you, are you crazy? We don't have an army. We're ragtag servants. We're peasants. We're nothing. Two, three million people, not a sword among them. God's like, yeah, but I'm among them. You watch. You think you think this so tough, and God delivers. Um, um, Lord, this is big um, Red Sea here. Uh, the uh, army's bearing down on us. This could get ugly. Chillax. Red Sea part, dry land. Egypt set. Now, what possessed Pharaoh to think? I, I'll go through that too. Had he ever seen the Red Sea do that? Uh, If I'm in Pharaoh's army, I'm like, listen, I'll stay here and I'll mind the stuff, okay? And I'll make sure nobody attacks us from behind. I ain't going in there. That's crazy stuff. God's fighting for them. I don't think I want to be part of that. Uh, Anyway, God can do amazing things. Okay, chapter 5 now. This is all different. Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes of the judgments which I speak in your ears this day, that you may learn them and keep them and do them. The Lord our God made a covenant with, with us in Horeb. Horeb is Sinai. The Lord made uh, not this covenant with our fathers, but with us, even us, all who are here alive today. Well, they all died out, so their covenant died out with them. No, 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 no. Moses says this is, this is still in force. And he's talking to people who, if they knew the law, okay, that was 38 years ago. So he's going to rehearse it with them because it's a new generation, The Lord talked with you face to face in the mount out of the midst of the fire. I stood between the Lord and you at that time to show you the word of the Lord, for you were afraid by reason of the fire, and you went up into the mount, saying, "Uh, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. And so here we have the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments given to us, and we'll go through this, and we'll briefly talk. Adam, I, I understand you don't like... Scriptures like this—you're not a big law guy. I love scriptures like this. I love the law. I just—it just won't get you to heaven. I—I I, I wish every man, woman, and child in America knew that, because uh, I talk to them like you talk to them. Well, I'm a good person. I never kill anyone. I don't commit adultery. What are they saying? I keep the law. Therefore, I am eligible for heaven. One, you don't keep the law. Two, if you did, it doesn't make you eligible for heaven. So what happens? Exodus chapter 20, God gives the law. What does he give right after that? The sacrificial system. You're going to need this. Why? Because you're not going to keep the law. Nobody ever has yet. Not one person. Well, one person did. His name is Jesus Christ. He kept it perfectly. He kept it on your behalf. And then he paid for your salvation in his blood, if you could go to heaven by keeping the law, by doing more good than bad, as it were, why did Jesus die? And nobody, to this day, has ever been able to successfully answer that question when I've asked them. Because I get that same like you get. Oh, I do not kill anyone. I said, you know, why did Jesus die for your sins if you never committed any? Well, if you got the answer, you be first in line up here to tell me after the service, okay? Because I haven't heard it yet. All right, this is the law. The, the law. And I love it. And I love it because it reveals the heart and the mind of God. This isn't all the law. There's 613 commandments in the Old Testament. 613, that's quite a bit. You know, don't, don't boil a kid in its mother's milk. I don't know if you've ever thought of doing that. Uh, you know, what you, the dietary laws, the laws having to do with leprosy. Uh, what's the first commandment? Be fruitful and multiply. No, it's a commandment. He said that. You know, this is what I want you to do, okay? Adam, Eve, be fruitful and multiply. And this is how you going to, nah, you'll figure it out. And I'm sure that's probably exactly how it went. And... That was the first commandment. So some of them would do this, some of them would don't do this. Here it's called the Decalogue. This is the, the tablets or the stone, right, that Moses uh, brought down on the mountain. And the first four, in my thinking, have to do vertically with God, and the, sixth, the following six have to do with our relationship with mankind. And by the way, if you don't get the vertical right, you're never going to get the horizontal right. I just I know from experience. I know from experience, when, when me and the Lord aren't having sweet fellowship, I have rocky relationships in all my life. It's, it's, it's just, it just is. Some comes to Jesus and say, well, hey, what's the most important commandment? 613 to choose from, which one does he pick? Don't kill anyone, don't commit adultery, right? No. <laughs> he says, love the Lord with your whole heart, with your whole mind, with your whole strength, with your whole soul, with all your everything. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. If you do that, don't worry about the Decalogue. Don't worry about the Ten Commandments. You'll, you'll figure that all that stuff out. And here he goes. I am the Lord your God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage. Did he bring you out of Egypt? Did he bring you out of the house of bondage? Some of us want to remain in bondage, even as we come out of Egypt. Egypt is a, Egypt is a picture of the world, right? So I've never been to Egypt. You live there if you're, if you're not born again, okay? You live in the world. You think worldly. You think like the world thinks. And He's we're born again into his marvelous kingdom. We've come out of Egypt. So this isn't for... A dusty old people 4,000 years ago. This is, this is fresh, this is vital, this is where we live. I brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And he wants to bring us all the way out of the house of bondage. They're not in the promised land yet. Thou uh, shall have none of the gods before me. I said this before. I don't suspect I'll go to your house this afternoon. You have a little... Image little statuettes, you're burning incense, bowing down. Thou art my God. I think we're past that, so we don't. It's not an issue with us, right? We we don't we don't have any other gods that are more important than Jesus, and more important than the Lord. Oh I mean, yeah, of course we do. Everything that's more important to us than the Lord is is a, is a false god. One, I'm God, and when he says, thou shalt have no other gods before me, it's not like if I'm in the top ten gods, as long as I'm number one in your top ten. No, before me in my sight is the idea. You, you, you're not to have any other gods. I'm exclusively God. Uh, number two, and by the way, you should learn the commandments in order. You have to remember all the verses, just, okay. No false gods. Two. Don't build any new ones. Right? Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image of any likeness in anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or, or that is in the waters beneath the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself unto them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Problems? Not on me. I understand this perfectly. I'm a jealous husband. Now I gotta say this. You know, she's not here, but, you know, you all know, Sue, she doesn't act in a way that would make that would provoke me to jealousy. She's not that person, but I'm jealous. There's a, there's a part in her life where only I should be. If she's talking to another guy, do I care? Now, now, not at all. If she's, you know, just, just, all I'm going to say is, you know, just keep this PG. There's a place in her life where only I should be. And I'm very jealous for that place. No problem. I mean we I you know we you don't have to be a man, all you have to be is a spouse. You get that. You understand. There's there's an exclusivity here. Well God says, yeah, me and you, my bride, there's an exclusivity here. Don't two time me. I get it. I get it. Uh I'm a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children of the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy unto the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. I hate that. I, I see it all the time, you know, it's funny to me, I'm on the job site and someone says, you know, some profanity-laced tirade that involves Jesus or Christ or, and then they'll inevitably turn to me and say oh sorry it's not my name that you took in vain you don't owe me an apology God won't hold you guiltless by the way and I don't preach at them I'm not generally that kind of person but they know it's wrong because they apologize well why do you why do you do that and we don't do that, like you know, hit our, you know, fingernail with a hammer and say, "Oh, Buddha, why is it they just pick on our God?" I don't understand that. Um, I have, in my life, have something happen, usually painful, usually involving a hammer and a thumb or something, and something might slip out that's not quite pulpit stuff. Can I, you know, more like bowling terms or something like that? Uh, but it's never, it's never the Lord's name. It's not something I reach for as a cuss word. I, I, you know, I, I get, I'm not saying that's never happened. Uh, when I wasn't a Christian, that was all fair game. I used to use the Lord's name like anybody else, probably more so. But when, you, when you're saved, when Jesus delivers you from your sin, when he becomes your God, when he becomes your Savior, it's not like you turn around and use his name like a cuss word. And by the way, you know, you think this is like a, this legal diatribe. Uh, don't do this, don't do this. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. Uh, have, you, have you thought of this? In the New Testament, they come to uh, Jesus they teach us how to pray. And he says, oh, okay, pray like this. Our Father, um, no false gods, right, which art in heaven, don't make thee any graven image of any likeness of anything that is in heaven above. Hallowed be thy name. Don't take God's name in vain, right? Thy kingdom come. That has to do with the Sabbath. We have a thousand-year millennial kingdom, a king a Sabbath, a thousand year Sabbath, right? Uh, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Is that what the kingdom's all about? Oh, exactly. A king's come to earth, and we're going to. It's funny to me. Many Christians don't believe in the kingdom, and they're praying the Lord's prayer, "Thy kingdom come." What are you praying? <laughs> it's it's amazing to me. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, like it is right now in heaven, right? Um, which has to do with honoring our father. What's the next commandment? Honor your mother and father, right? Uh, give us this day our daily bread. Hey, don't steal. Right, and uh, give us the ideal, and and forgive those trespass against us. Don't commit adultery, and then you just go through the whole thing, and it all lines up with the Ten Commandments. So instead of "Thou shalt not," when you pray, pray like this. But it's still the heart of God. I don't want you to have false gods. I don't want you to build new ones. I don't want you to take my name in vain. I want you to, and and we'll 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 cover the Sabbath day because that's going to be a little bit different. Uh, Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in uh, vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh the name in vain. Keep the Sabbath day to sanctify it, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the uh, the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work. Uh, Thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thine axe, nor thy... uh, nor thine ox nor thine ass nor any of thy cattle nor thy stranger that is within thy gates that thy manservant and thy maidservant may rest as well as thou and remember that thou wast a servant in the land of Egypt and that the Lord thy God brought thee out thence from a mighty hand and a stretched out arm therefore the Lord thy God commanded thee to keep the Sabbath day a lot of verses on the Sabbath day and if you're a Sabbatarian God bless you it's from sundown Friday night to sundown saturday night it's got nothing to do with sunday it's got nothing to do with the day you worship it's got everything to do with the day you refrain from working you say well should we be keeping the sabbath well uh six days verse 13 thou shalt labor and do all thy work weekend just went away you gotta labor six days oh i'm out you say well it's to israel specifically you say all the commandments are still in force except that one yeah and by the way, if you're a Sabbatarian, if you keep the Sabbath, God bless you. It's a lot more complicated than resting one day a week. They have a Sabbath of we, a week Sabbath, a Sabbath of weeks (plural), the counting of the Omer and Pentecost, right? And they have a Sabbath of months that has to do with the fall feasts and the spring feasts. They have a Sabbath Sabbath of years. This year, right here, is the Shemitah year, the seventh year, right now. And if you're in Planting a garden, you can't do that. You can't plant a garden in the Shemitah year, you Sabbath keepers. It's a lot more complicated than just, again, just... Because, you know, a friend of mine was saying, like, oh, you know, we have these commandments in the Old Testament we don't keep anymore. I said, how is your Yom Kippur observance this year? Yeah, there are things that have just... There was a time when you sinned and righteousness looked like you dragging a lamb to the temple and having it slaughtered to pay the penalty for your sins or to cover your sins in such and such a way. Do you do that anymore? You do realize that the the Lamb of God has been slain for our sins. There was a time when things were a certain way and now they're not that way anymore. And again, if you are really convicted about keeping the Sabbath, God bless you. I'm... I'm, I'm not, okay? I, I, I understand it was to Israel. And I can pull out verses and say, this is a covenant to me and you forever. If I was Jewish and I became born again, I'd still be a Sabbath keeper because I think it is to Israel for time and for forever. Uh, the Sabbath will be reinstituted in the kingdom, just in case you're wondering. And it's not, you know, by the way, leave it to us to mucky it up. God said, Refrain from work. Oh, I'm going to stop working, but my man served my... Ma- no, 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 God. He knows it so well. No, no, no. They're getting arrest rest too. Don't you remember how it was when you were in Egypt? You think Pharaoh gave you a day off a week? You're a slave. You're making bricks. First with straw, then without straw. And you have to have, make a certain tally of bricks every day. Didn't God get, you think uh, uh, God said to... Uh, Pharaoh, hey, give them a day off. And you think Pharaoh said, yeah, that's a good idea. I should I should let them recharge their batteries, visit their family, chill out, and just you think, you think that happened. They never get a day off. And God said, hey, 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 here's the Sabbath. Relax, breathe, recharge, visit your family. Just think about me. Just have a really good day. And they made it like I think there was 39 ways you can break the Sabbath, and there's 39 subcategories in each one. I, I tell you before, you can't take, a, can't take a bath on the Sabbath. You spill water, you're washing the floor. You think that's what God said? You think that's what he meant when he said keep the Sabbath? He doesn't want any of you taking a shower, taking a bath. You know, If a, a woman couldn't look in a mirror on the Sabbath, if she saw white or gray hair, she'd be tempted to pluck it, and that would be... Harvesting on the Sabbath, that would be work. I think God wants you to go around Friday afternoon covering all the mirrors in your house. You really think that's what he had in mind? Boy, make it so hard to you know, still, they have uh, Sabbath elevators in Israel, King David Hotel and others. The programs stop at every other floor. You can't press buttons. That would be work. It's a Gentile elevator. You can jump in there and say, hey, can you give me four or five, please? Because they don't care if we're working. They just care if they're working or not. Can you imagine such a thing? It's pretty complicated. And by the way, if you want to do that, get the crock pot out Friday afternoon, program it to cook your, you know, your lunch there Sunday. I, that's, that's fine. Tell me how it... Oh, actually, I, I, cha- I did the same thing I just told you not to do. Saturday's the day of rest. It, Sunday is it's totally different. It's not. It's the first day of the week and also the eighth day. It's the day that Jesus rose from the grave. Uh, Okay. Verse sixteen: Honor thy father and thy mother, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee, that thy days may be prolonged, that they may go well with thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Be your parents, and it will lead to longevity. so, if you have crib death or something like that, it's because you didn't, the little baby didn't obey his mom and dad. No, it's not saying that. It, listen, your mom told you to wear clean underwear, right? Because you might get in an accident. I don't know. Whatever. That's what she, what she told me anyway. And I'm sure, like in the operating table, they'd, you know, get me all prepped for this emergency surgery, and the doctor would say, oh, well, clean underwear. That would be a, kind of a really good thing to have, right? Um, for some reason, well, she told me not to drink or smoke. She told me not to have like a lot of partners. You know what I mean? Th- things like that. Has that helped my longevity? Yeah, I think I'm 62. I'm pretty healthy. I think I'm doing pretty good. So you get sick, that's because you're bad and you're not obeying. No, but you know that Christians live an average of 10 years longer than the regular populace? Hello, we do it God's way. You can't live life against God successfully for a long time. It's going to catch up with you. And by the way, uh, honor does not mean obey. If I honored, if I obeyed my mom and my dad, I wouldn't be doing this. Um, but I always honored. I was always a devoted son. Uh, mom died a couple of weeks ago. And it was, uh, I was able to, we don't, we don't mourn like those who have no hope. We trust in God. And I was happy with the fact that I've always honored. Or I was always a devoted son. I was, I was happy with that fact. You have to be. And then you have to press on because what else can you do? Uh, God's saying, no, I, I put those p- people in your life for a reason. And you should listen to them, and you should uh, honor them. You should. Uh, uh, my sister got a chance to. Mom went moved in with my sister, and my brother in law, her, in her declining years, and uh, I think that I, you know, that was a good thing. I kind of wish it was us, but wasn't to be. And anyway, it may go well with thee, because God wants it to go well with us, and we'll bring that up again in, at the end. Uh, then it may go, woe with thee in the land, which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill. Any questions? Roe v. Wade is murder in the first degree. Um, it's not talking about taking a life in war. It's not talking about manslaughter. It's not talking about a lot of things. It's talking about you committing murder. You taking a life. In the, you know This person needs to die, and I'm going to take their life. Don't do that, okay? Um, neither shalt thou commit adultery, and that brings in all kinds of sex, and, uh, from bestiality, homosexuality, to... I can't believe you're saying that. I have never changed. America changed overnight. I've never changed my mind. God hasn't changed His mind. Uh, he wants us to live long. He wants us to prosper. Uh, I remember when I was 47 years old, I told the story before, Uh, the average life expectancy of a man in America was 74 when I was 47. Now it's it's higher, it's like 78 or something like this. We get medicines and we get more stuff that will keep you going longer. At 47, when I was 47, the average life expectancy of a homosexual male was 47. That's a far cry from 74. That's over a quarter century less, on the average. And God said, I don't don't want you to live a short time. We can call it gay if we want, but... And we can all get on board and say, oh, you know, celebrate and all... I No. Will God deliver this from same-sex attraction like... He'll deliver you from anything. He, 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 He just will. That's all there is to it. If I was in that unhappy condition of being attracted to somebody who's the same gender as me, I'd pray and abstain. Um, in earlier years, I was attracted to people who were opposite gender from me, and I prayed, and I prayed that God would deliver me, and keep that exclusive, because I don't want to be... Remember the first uh, command was be fruitful and multiply? Well, I didn't want that part of it to go away. The but I, I, I didn't want to be unfaithful in my thoughts and my thinking, and I prayed hard, and, I, and God delivered me from that. I don't know, some of you like are wrestling with that and thinking like, well, I could never. Yeah, of course you could. He's saying, don't commit adultery, don't even commit it in your brain. I want you to think like me. Um, don't kill, don't commit adultery, neither shalt thou steal. If it doesn't belong to you, don't take it. And we do a lot of ways we can steal. We can steal from the government in the form of uh, income tax evasion. We can steal people's intellectual property. We can just take, in the idea of larceny. Uh, we can uh, you know, take home supplies from work that don't belong. There's a million ways to steal. And God says, no, I'll bless you i i'll I'll give you all the stuff that you need, all the stuff you want. Don't take somebody else's stuff by the way, God just he believes in private property. Did you see how that happened? Um don't take somebody else's stuff. Oh, they have a lot of stuff. I don't have any stuff. I should take some of their stuff uh no no. Uh, private property is like a real thing. Neither shalt thou bear false witness against thy neighbor. Don't lie. And don't lie about your. Don't gossip. Well, it's true. Yeah, but now we're back to don't murder. Don't murder somebody's reputation. Just, just don't. Golden rule here works really well. Remember, you know, love God with your whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbors as yourself. We're supposed to treat people like we I don't want you talking about me in a negative way once you go, Well Adam, he's long winded, he's this, he's a bad guy, he's all this, he's a hypocrite, he's maybe some of those things are true, maybe they're not, I don't know, but true true isn't what it has to do with. It has to do with do try to get somebody's name through the mud. You wouldn't want that happening about you. Don't bear false witness against your neighbor. You know when I was Catholic uh, they didn't have a moratorium against idolatry at all. It's not even in the Ten Commandments. You say well how do they get Ten Commandments then? Well they do is they you can have statuary and bow down and all this stuff and it's all good. I'm sorry I was there you, if you don't like that. Well you weren't there. I was there. They still do that. And they made it ten by don't desire your neighbor's wife. Don't covet your neighbor's wife and don't covet their goods. So they took coveting and divided it into two subcategories so they have nine and ten. But for us it's just the tenth one. Don't covet. Don't covet your neighbor's wife. Don't covet your neighbor's house, his field, his manservant, his maidservant, his ox, his ass, or anything that is thy neighbor's. I heard somebody preaching on that early, even early this week. Somebody I respect a lot who said you know you shouldn't covet because it leads to and it leads to, like, you know, you first you're coveting something, then you take it, and then, you know, you're stealing something. No, no, stop, stop. We don't do break the commandments because they lead to. We don't break the commandments because we don't break the commandments. You know what I'm saying? When I'm coveting, I'm already... It's not like I'm going to steal your stuff that I think, oh, you, you come in and you got this really nice, what? Car, truck, BMW, what uh, Mercedes... Oh, man, I just, and my lust meter goes pew and pegs all the way over into the, uh, well, as soon as you turn your back, I'm going to steal it. No, me, in and of myself, just coveting it, what I'm saying is, Lord, I'm not content with it you've blessed me with. How come you gave him the new BMW, how come you didn't give it to me? How come this one has this position in the church and I don't? How come this one's married to this one and I'm not? It's already wrong, not because of what it leads to, it's already you've taken a step past where God wants you to take. God's like, I'm blessed you, I'll give you this. Like, you remember when he was talking to David about Bathsheba? Why'd you do that? Haven't I given you all this? And I would have given you more besides if you wanted it. And I'm thinking, like, God, he knows how to bless. Why, why aren't I a, a, a millionaire, you know, a billionaire for that matter? Why? Because why? God, his arm's shot, and that he can't you know, give me all the, that, that much money? It wouldn't be a blessing. It would be like, I remember early on I was praying for a million dollars all the time. I really was, too. <laughs> I think Sousa was praying against me. And he always listens to her anyway when we're praying opposite. Uh, but I really think like, it wouldn't have been a blessing. I'd have taken that million dollars and I don't think I would have been a very pr- nice person. I would have bought all kinds of goodies and I, wouldn't, I would have went through that like like a drunken sailor. You know, or just spent that money on stuff for me. I don't think it would have been a very healthy thing at all. God's not an indulgent Father, like who gives his kids everything they want? I mean, what would that look like? My kids, you know, hey, here's some nice broccoli. Here's some, you know, Brussels sprouts. What do they want? Twinkies and ice cream? Or if you give your kids everything they want, they'd have no teeth by the time they were 11, and they'd be 702 pounds, and they'd never go to bed, and they'd watch all this mind rod on TV. you got to say no to them sometimes. Well, God's not an indulgent dad in that sense. He says, let's not get this big old yard. Get out there. Play. Have a good time. Swim in the stream, Jump on the trampoline. Climb. Do great. Just, but I have some fences. Outside are bad things that you don't want to be involved in. There's traffic. You'll get run over. There's, there's things out there that will hurt you. And I think if we look at the fences that he's put around our life, they're for our protection. Not because He's some cosmic killjoy who's trying to rain on our parade. He's just not. Now, some people, Satan will tell you that. Satan will lie to you about that. But he's not like that at all. Don't covet. Okay, verse 22. These words the Lord spake unto all the assembly in the mount, out of the midst of the fire, of the cloud, in the thick darkness, with a great voice, and he added no more. And he wrote them on two tables of stone and delivered them unto me. And I don't think it's 5 and 5, I think it was broke up 4 and 6. The vertical commandments, as we would call them, and the horizontal commandments. And it came to pass, when you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, wait, what? Let me read that again. I couldn't get that right. And it came to pass, when ye heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness, God spoke the Ten Commandments audibly to 2 to 3 million people in the bottom of Mount Sinai, from the top of Sinai. Wow, what a PA system, right? (laughs) No, God just speaking, and they heard it. They heard him audibly. You say, boy, I wish I could. Um, I I don't think so. Maybe not. Maybe, but maybe not. Okay, let's just look at what happened when they heard. It came to pass when you heard the voice out of the midst of the darkness. So the mountain did burn with fire... That ye came near unto me, even all the heads of your tribes and your elders. And ye say, Behold, the Lord our God hath showed us his glory and his greatness, and we have heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. Uh, We have seen this day that God doth talk with man, and he liveth. We heard his voice out of the midst of the fire. We we get it, okay? Now, therefore, why should we die? For this great fire will consume us. If we hear the voice of the Lord our God any more, then we shall die. Look, this. 11 commandments. We're all going to have a heart attack, Okay? Who is there of all flesh that hath heard the voice of the living God speaking out of the midst of the fires? We haven't lived. He spoke. What happened? I bet babies were crying. I bet if they, your little child was taking a nap, he'd wake right up. I bet you had cows giving birth. I bet you had, there was thunder, there was lightnings. there was, God's, like, this awesome, majestic they're like, yeah, we heard. Now, I got a better idea, okay? Go thou near and hear all the Lord our God shall say and speak unto us all that the Lord our God shall speak unto thee and we will hear it and do it. You be the go-between Mo. You go up there, you, you deal with God, okay? Everything he says, then you come and tell us and then we'll do it. Problem? They, they don't want to hear God's voice. Um, do you want to hear God's voice? It really depends what he's saying. And it really depends how he's saying it. The law? Whew, that gives me the shivers. I've never been a law keeper. Well, I do better now than I used to. But that would, that would, that would be scary, scary stuff to me. Especially now I was on the outside looking in. He speaks to me in a still, small voice. Audibly? No. He speaks to my heart. You know, I've I, I told you this before, you never notice when I quote God he talks with a Boston accent somewhat and he, he says the words that I'd say. He, he speaks to my heart, and it's a heart language, and I put words to it. I have idea of what he's trying to communicate to me. went to the East Coast Pastors' Commons. He said, why are you always discouraged? I'm God. And it was, it was an impression. It wasn't audible words. I put the words to it. But he really spoke to my heart in a way that, like, why am I discouraged? What, what is my issue anyway? What, what do I, not trust God? Is he not awesome? Is he not God? And give myself a pep talk there. Pretty soon I'll be preaching, right? And I thought, like, that's a wonderful thing. He, you think I just came up with that all by myself because I can self-diagnose and self-treat possibly but I don't think so I've heard God's voice in my in my heart In my, he he's communicates to me so I know stuff that I have to know and that's wonderful when God's doing that I would, I would give you a million dollars you know if you gave me a million dollars or gave me that experience I'd take that experience every single time it's, there's nothing like it when God's speaking to your heart and that still small voice in that quiet way in that loving way commandments, fire, smoke, lightnings, <laughs> Mo, why don't you go, you deal with them, you come back and tell us, and we'll do it, I mean, just, none of this, and, and the Lord heard the voice of your words when you spoke unto me, the Lord said unto me, I've heard the voice of the words of the people which they have spoken unto thee. they have well said all they have spoken, he's not upset with them at all, he understands who he is, and he understands how they would they would accept that, he said, but he's saying, look, he's saying what they've said, good. But they're saying, are they doing well? Look at verse twenty-nine. Oh, and God's saying, oh, what are you going to do to have God say, oh, oh, that there was such a heart in them? They're saying the right thing. Is their heart in that good place? Oh, that there was such a heart in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments always, that it might go. Be well with them and with their children forever. God's not leading you in a bad place with His commandments. He wants it to go well with us. Don't lie. Don't kill. Don't steal. Don't commit adultery. Not because I hate you. Because I love you. I want you to have long, happy life on the earth. Go say to them, get you into your tents again. But as for thee, stand thou here by me and I will speak unto thee all the commandments and the statutes and the judgments which thou shalt teach them that they may do them in the land which I go give them to possess it. We don't want to be hearers of the word only. Okay? I, I'm a thief. I'm a liar. Now that I've heard this, I'm going to be a thief and a liar. That's just the way it is. Really? That's sad. God will give us the power to overcome sin in our life. And you shall observe to do, therefore, as the Lord your God has commanded you, shall not turn aside to the right hand or the left. Don't add, don't subtract, we learned last week. Don't be super Pharisee guy, don't be, yeah, that was a long time ago. God, I was at a, not this last funeral, I was at a funeral a couple of years ago now where I've actually heard the efficient say, the God of the Old Testament is not the God of the New Testament. Imagine such a thing. Don't turn to the left hand. Don't get squishy on these things. Don't, you know, adultery, that was Old Testament. It really was, you know. I had an affair and I think it t- taught a lot about who I was and who what my marriage was at that place. And I think it, shut up. It's wrong. It's wrong then. It's wrong now. It's wrong tomorrow. It's just wrong. Don't add. Don't subtract. Don't go to the right hand. Don't go to the left. Keep what he's saying. Don't kill anybody. Am I asking a whole lot here? Don't kill anybody's reputation. Don't Don't get angry with them. Get violent with them. Just don't. Observe to do, therefore, as the Lord your God has commanded you. You should not turn aside to the right hand to the left. You shall walk in the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you. Why? Because that's the way that he walks. And if we want to have fellowship with him, we have to walk where he is walking. You should walk in all the ways which the Lord your God has commanded you that you may live and that I may be well with you. He doesn't want our Sadness, our misery, he wants our joy, he wants our happiness, he wants to bless us, that ye shall that ye may prolong your days in the land which ye shall possess again, 10 years average, prolonging. And I think it'd probably be longer than that, but we're not as we're not as obedient perhaps as we should be. Okay, that's it. Chapter 5. So, I don't want you to think of God as the God of do's and don'ts. I want you to think of God as the God of blessing. This is the prescription for blessing. Walk ye this way. Okay, let's stand. Our worship, please. going to come. Send us out of here in song. Let's, uh, let's pray. Lord, these are good things. Your Word is, is good. Your, your commandments are good. Your, your judgments, your statutes, your commandments, all these, Lord, they're good. Help us to be the people that you want us to be. We want to be men of our word, women of our word. We, want, we don't want you know, people to worry about us uh, stealing, uh, bad-mouthing them, lying to them. You're not asking us to do anything that's unworthy. Uh, so help us, Lord, to maintain the things you want us to maintain, to walk in the ways that you want us to walk in. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee, the Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.